0: Hello. I see you found the library. It was very courteous of you to ring the bell. Most people don't bother, they just barge right in with their muddy shoes and their muddy attitudes. But not you. You're different, aren't you? Special. Unique. One of a kind. And that's why you came here. To the library. You felt it was a kindred spirit. Because this library isn't like any other, either. This is the sort of library you could get lost trying to find, and lost trying to leave. This library contains every book that has ever been, every book that ever will be, and every book that, indeed, could ever be. It shifts and turns with the earth and changes its own arrangement. So, if you see the geography section anywhere, let me know. I've been looking for a very specific book on Oxbow Lakes for ages. Literally, ages. But enough about the library, let's get to you! It's been a while since you were here. It was just once, I think, when you were tiny. Do you remember? Don't worry, you won't need your library card. The library remembers every face. You came here for a book, I imagine. Or, actually, no. You didn't come here for a specific book. You didn't come for anything specific. You came here for the promise of adventure. You came here because you saw time that needed to be passed and filled, and you knew exactly how and where to do it. You came here for a story. And what sort of librarian would I be if I didn't give you one? So why don't you sit back, or sit down, or lie down? Wherever and however you are, just relax. Now that you're comfortable, the story will begin. This is Dead Man Talking by Daniel Davies. The universe contains many great things, but it also contains things that are rather unimpressive. Alan Wood is the perfect example of this. Alan Wood is a man in his mid-thirties, and like any other man in his mid-thirties, Alan has two legs, two arms, ten fingers, ten toes, a big nose, two ears, a horrid haircut that even his mother would not love, and two eyes that did not work properly. Along with being blessed with horrid looks, Alan was also blessed with a great deal of misfortune. One evening, I believe it was the first Tuesday of June in 1996, He had three near-death experiences in rapid succession. Even though this was not the best of things to happen to him that day, the day, however, did not finish without its rewards. Death, having been slightly sick of chasing Alan on that particular day, struck up a very unique deal with him in which he promised not to come near him until his time had finally come. All to make sure that Death would not have any more near-Alan experiences. Today was a particularly unfortunate day for Alan. Just like that Tuesday in 1996, he had another run-in with Death, and honouring their previous arrangement, Death had only decided to meet with Alan because today was the day that Allen was to die. Lying on the cold and hard ground, Alan's body lay still. He had fallen down a flight of stairs, head first, After tripping on a wire connecting his hoover to a plug socket on the wall, He fell down the stairs and cracked his head on the wall next to his front door, a tragic end to a life led by a tragic man. As his body just lay there, motionless, a strange, thick smoke began to manifest out of his ears. The smoke collected into the form of a small body at least a foot above Alan's dead head. It was a ghost. It was Alan's ghost. It did not take the shape of adult Allen, or even a younger version of himself, but more of a fairly generic ghost, a little like a child with a sheet over their head with eyes cut out of it, but more genuine, and not a pair of legs with size four shoes at the end of them in sight. Blimey! Alan's ghost thought, looking at his own dead body. I always thought I'd go out in some majestic fashion, not one that can be laughed at by the friends I'll make in the afterlife. If there is one, that is. With a loud bang, a supernatural rift opened and out walked Death, who was in the middle of a phone call. "'I'm sorry, Matt, I'm a grim reaper, not a technician. If it's stuck in there, I don't think you'd be able to get it out. Ask a professional. Anyway, I've got to go. I'm on my day shift, about to take some poor sod to the afterlife. Good luck sorting that out, mate.' He abruptly hung up and directed his attention towards Alan's ghost. "'Sorry about that,' Death said. "My friend managed to get a fork stuck in a toaster.' He's okay, though, no shocks or anything. No visit for me scheduled any time soon. He laughed at his own unfunny joke as if Alan's ghost was actually interested. The fork and toaster are fine, too. Not his, though. I don't even think he's at his own house, which is worrying. But anyway, I'm Death, Stan for short, and I'll be your Grim Reaper for this evening, good old Harbinger of Death, me. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask me? Uh... Alan's ghost began with a slightly shaken voice. I, I-, I actually do have one, Yes. Am I going to go to heaven or hell? Death looked confused. Well, that's a new question, he said. I usually hear statements like, Who are you? Or, Can you please take that off? It's not Halloween and the cloak isn't very convincing. Anyway, what's a hell and a heaven? You know, the ghost replied. Hell is the place where everybody who's been bad goes and heaven the place where everybody who has been good goes after they die. Oh, I see, I know what you're on about. We just have a different name for them where I'm from. But to answer your question, I don't know. It's a literal lottery. Some people take a chance to see if they end up in this heaven of yours, but you may just end up in this hell, or even reincarnated. We include beliefs from all around the world, so as not to offend anybody. Those who don't take a chance are stuck in the waiting room of a dentist's office for the rest of eternity where all of the good magazines are gone. I wish there was a more absolute and fair system. I really do. But sadly, I don't make the rules. Jeff does, Death replied. Hmm. I have always wondered how it would be decided. Anyway, shouldn't we be off? Are you sure you want to go so soon? No goodbyes or anything? Death asked Alan's ghost in a rather sincere manner. No, Alan's ghost replied. Anything's better than that thing, he gestured to the motionless body lying on the floor. Besides, I almost had the chance for that years ago, remember? And so... Stan led Alan's ghost through the rift where Alan took his chances and ended up reincarnated as a dung beetle in Central America, where he spent the rest of his days being happier than he ever was in his human life. The End I hope you enjoyed that story. I enjoyed it. I thought it would be very interesting to have your first visit to the library in so long feature a story about somebody's last day. In a way, we are beginning at the end. My favorite line is the opening line. The universe contains many great things. It does. It contains people who make stories. And it contains people to read the stories. And people to hear the stories. And it contains you. Like I said, unique. One of a kind. So I hope to see you again soon on your next visit to the library. I'm sorry you have to go so quickly, it's just... You arrived awfully closely to closing time. It should be relatively easy for you to find the door. Just walk back the way you came. I'd show you the way out, but I have a geography section to find. I'm sure I left it around here somewhere. Until I see you again, I hope you have a brilliant night, or day, or whatever time it is out there. I'm not sure. Anyway, see you later. Today's story was Dead Man Talking by Daniel Davis. To hear your story told in the library, attach it to an email and send it to librarypodcast at gmail.com. That's librarypodcast at gmail dot com.